You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. <laughs> well, look, now you know how it feels. <laughs> oh, this was a lesson? <laughs> <laughs> so for the audience, just when we were about to start, I, had, I needed a 10-minute delay. So, but you've been doing this for over a year. So, fair oh. <laughs> back is fair play, mobos. <laughs> what, what the hell were you, what, did, what was so important that 10 minutes made a difference? So, my daughter and I uh, were watching a movie and oh. it was, yeah, it was like 10 minutes left. That oh was it. God. So, she, she said she wanted to watch a, a 90s movie because she's been on this 90s movie kick. So, we decided to watch Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Okay. <laughs> wow. Right. It's a great movie. It's terrible, but it's a great movie. Christina Applegate stars. And it's just, it's just one of those 90s kind of weird movies where, you know, the kids do all kind of things and and there's all kind of madcap comedy, misunderstandings, and then it all comes together, everybody's happy at the end. And what was funny was it's funny to see in the faces, like like the um the X Files guy David Duchovny is in that movie. Yes, right. And it seemed that how they dressed because there was like office scenes and the how they dressed like the the broad shoulders for the women, the suits, you know. Yes. And David Duchovny had he had a man bun. <laughs> <laughs> it was so awful. And in every scene, um, people were just lighting up cigarettes. <laughs> Oh my God. Every, you know, it's so funny when you watch a movie and they're smoking cigarettes on airplanes and you're just thinking, why, right. why is that even part of it? <laughs> it's, it's brutal. It's brutal. So to start our show, I just like to say that I am not on this call in a submarine at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> well, is there a submarine at the bottom of the ocean any longer? <laughs> I mean, for the record, they it either I mean, you know what's crazy about that? So it it just decomp like it compresses, like it just sort of right. squishes and deflates, I guess. I maybe that's the yeah. best analogy. But the craziest thing that I found out was that and we'll probably have to give a little context because some people might not know what we're talking about. But the crazy thing is, even if it floated to the top of the water, they still couldn't get out because it was bolted from the outside. So by the time their yeah. air runs out, either they die but based on compression or they die running out of oxygen. Right. So this story, for the audience, in case you're not aware, this, uh, this billionaire guy has a vanity submarine or I guess it's not a submarine, it's a submersible officially. Yes. And it, it holds five people. And for $250,000, he would take you to the bottom of the ocean to see the Titanic. And his, and his, um, his company is called Ocean Gate. Um, and, you know, there's been whistleblowers that worked for him who have quit and been sued and countersued have said that his machine isn't or the windows are not safe at those 
depths that he's going. 12,000 feet. Yeah, yeah, right. And there are now all the little interviews that he has done are they're popping up all online where he has talked about safety is not a big deal, that most um, accidents for like whether it's airlines or trains or whatever, it's or even, you know, ships or boats, it's because of human error, not mechanical failure. And then he didn't go through the regulatory processes because he said all that stuff is just a hindrance and it doesn't really matter. So there was no inspections or anything. And he he launched this stuff at international waters so it wouldn't be under the jurisdiction of the United States or really anybody. And, you know, people paid that money and he has had problems in the past where it's gone off off the grid for up to five hours. And it's just it's just a homemade submarine. It's just a it's a bathtub. Um, and, he, and Jen, he doesn't even it doesn't even have one of those things that pings a signal so you can find it. It doesn't even have one of those. Like a radar detector? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's sonar, but it's the sonar. thing. Yeah, similar to like a black box where it sends out a continuous signal so that it can be found if, if, if an airline airplane crashes. But I guess submarines and those kind of things have them as well. He doesn't even have one of those. And it, it's sort of like just pieced together, like is literally controlled by a Game Boy controller. Oh my God. The video, a video game controller. And his interviews, he is so arrogant and dismissive of safety, of just anything. And now, you know, they're just, they don't know where they are. They don't know where they are. I mean, and they're going to have to send like robots or something because that pressure, I mean, we're talking depth. I I think I've I've watched a Navy, someone that did, uh, diving in the Navy. And I think they got to maybe 5,000 feet. Like we're talking yeah. about 12,000 pounds, like 12,000 feet. And we don't even know what that is in pounds of the pressure that is put on that capsule. Right. And someone uh, gave a really good analogy of like, if you hold a Coke can, for example, for example, how you can't squeeze it because it's, it's pressurized and all the pressure is inside. But if you just even put a little hole or open or open it just a little bit, you can then just squeeze it with your hands. Like, it's not a big deal. Uh, and he said that that submarine is, or that submersible is like that, that is pressurized, it can go deep, um, even though the people that work for him said it, it should not be going that deep because the window's not made for that. But but I, I guess right now they have like 30 hours of oxygen remaining. And this, this Navy guy said, oh, if that window cracks just a little bit, or any part, like any part gets exposed at that pressure. He said, you don't, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even, there's not enough, there's not enough time to even recognize that you're about to die. That pressure difference is so great between inside the, the um, submarine and outside, you are instantly smashed. You're, you're, you're dead. It's instant. So like I'd rather a, go out that way. Of flesh. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather go out that way than running out of air? So even if you, even if you still have the capacity to, it doesn't, it doesn't compress and it doesn't smash you to goo in a, in seconds. I would rather go out that way than sitting across from five people or four other people, possibly strangers to me, like knowing that I'm going to run out of oxygen and die of not having air. Right. 
And, and yeah, because, you know, this other scientist guy was reading, he said, oh, they wouldn't even die from lack of oxygen. Because even if you say there's like, I think that first there was like, there's 90 hours of oxygen and now there's 30 hours or whatever. He says, not even that. You're going to die from CO2 is the breathing out. Like you're sucking up that oxygen, but oh. you're exhaling CO2. That's what's going to kill them. And, and he said, oh, and that, that thing about 90 hours or 30 hours, he said, that's just if everyone's just sitting perfectly still, not panicking and breathing the least amount they can breathe. But you get one person with an anxiety attack or an asthma attack or talking, that, he said, that air, the oxygen goes away really fast. So they paid $250,000 to die. Yeah, to go down there, disturbing people that's dead at the bottom of the ocean. And yeah, for what? Like, for what? You can literally go online and see videos of other scenes looking at the Titanic. Like, you can see that online. Like, why do you have to, why do you think you need to go see these people 13, 14,000 feet at the bottom of the ocean? Like, what are you doing? Wasn't there a 19-year-old on there? Do I, I haven't done yeah. any research on who's on the craft. Yeah, there's five people. So the owner, the owner of the craft is on it. And um, the 19-year-old, his dad is a billionaire from India. And so he brought his 19-year-old son. And if there's anybody that sort of feels sad about, I guess it might be him. But, you know, they, they signed all these pages of waivers that, you know, you don't have to go. And, and, and look, here's the thing. This is not even scientific exploration. This wow. is nothing but thrill-seeking. That's all it is. Like, there's nothing they're learning. None of them are scientists or explorers or, or oceanographers or nothing. They're just, I have a billion dollars. I made a homemade submarine. Pay me $250, and I'll take you down, and you can look at it for yourself. And, and I think there's only one window. Even if, like, they only have one window to look out of anyways. Yep. Yep. That's it. And you know what? Look, not only that, but you want to get a little, a little gross. There's just a, it's small. It only hosts five people. Um, and there's a curtain that is in one part that separates it from where it's just a little, a bucket. Um, and that's where you, that's where you pee and shit. Oh my God. Now, I don't know about you, but there's certain, there's something known as you know, stress shit. Yeah. Yeah. Now imagine you're trapped in there. Like you're in there and you, 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 you haven't come up. Like you were expecting to be up. Now you're just in there, man. That, like that thing stinks. You don't have oxygen. You don't even know what's happening. And like you said, even if they could somehow get to the surface, it doesn't have those pinging things where you can't loc you can't locate them. And they can't get out because he made it sort of, like you said, is bolted from the outside. You need someone on, on the surface to open that thing up. But you don't, no one even knows where it is. Oh, my God. Do you think they'll ever find it? Um, I think they might locate it. I was reading where there's only three or four ships in the world, submarines in the world, that can go to that depth. Like, that's crazy, huh? So... Maybe they could do a salvage or something. But, you know, here's my thing. One thing. He built that ship and didn't want to go through any regulatory process here in the States or anywhere else. He didn't want any interference from government or 
from inspectors. And he made that known in all his interviews. All, they're all online, all his videos. He, he just said all that stuff was just in the way and all that. And you know what? What you know what you you got what you wanted, like 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 people said. Oh, these governments should go help them. Well, why? He didn't want any. He didn't want to help for. He didn't want government. He didn't want to build a ship to any government standards. And the reason you have standards is because accidents have happened. Well, and now they have government from like I think France and Canada coming down with dropping what looks like maybe cameras. I don't know. I just saw a little blur. Yeah. Yeah, so, and you know, look. So now the government's involved when you didn't want them to be involved and they have to be involved to find your ass. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, and every day somewhere in the world, there's a boat full of migrants in the water trying to get from A to B somehow dying and ain't nobody going out and rescuing them. Not at all, right? Just, oh. Right, people drowning every day in some oceans somewhere. There's a bunch off the coast of Italy right now and people just ignoring them, but you got this billionaire who doesn't want any interference because you know they're all, they think they're always better than government. Now he's out there at the bottom of the ocean, and and people say, "Oh, go help them." You know what? Why should we pay? Why yep. should we pay? We pay to have regulations so that this kind of stuff doesn't happen. And he said, "I don't want anybody messing with me." Okay, well, you know, you got what you wanted. Oh my God! Do you add that other layer of just immigrants drowning and trying to get? trying to flee their country and right. no one is saving. Oh, that's insane. Right. Crazy, huh? Damn. I, yeah. Crazy. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not wishing those people are dead, but you know what? It just seems very foolish to do that. And, you know, like that, I was like, that say, I modify that saying, float around and find out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just know that's a bad way to die. I mean, I drowning sounds bad. Being set on fire, being running out of air, like just doesn't seem. I mean, it just. It, and you know what else? I think like like what if they're sitting down there by the Titanic? You start running out of air. Maybe you start hallucinating. You look out that one little window, and you see those people from the Titanic waving at you, <laughs> welcoming you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God, I shouldn't have said that. I'm going to go, someone's going to strike. But like, you're just, I just can't, I really have a hard time with the fact that you're spending that money. Even if I would have showed up with my $250,000 and then saw the submersive, right. I would have I just said, keep my money, I'm out of here. Right. I'd be like, you know, I'll stay up, up top and then you guys can, uh, when you get up here, I'll, I'll, I'll let you out. You know, take my phone or something like they don't have Wi-Fi because you know, you can't do Wi-Fi under 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 uh, underwater like that. You can't do satellite underwater like that. But there are there are there are different types of equipment that that generates a different type of um, signal on a different wavelength is what I'm understanding that allows submarines and things to communicate. But they didn't even have that. So, I, like, that's why there's no communication from them. Like, there's nothing. But the Navy, I guess the Navy, the Canadian Navy or Canadian somebody, some, um, I don't know if it was the Navy or Air Force or something in Canada, they heard some sounds. And so, but that's been about 12 or 13 hours. And they don't know if that's the sounds from, like, maybe they're, 
you know, hitting it to try to generate some noise so that people can locate them. Um, but I just think that they're, I think they're, I think within the next, I don't know, few hours, they're dead. They're not going to make it. You think they'll find the craft? Yeah, but it'll be a question like, can they get that thing out of there? And, and I don't know, like, can you get it out of there? It's so far down. It's so far. I don't know and who's yeah. going to pay for it. They said they've already spent 10, 15 million dollars just looking for them. <laughs> God, right? Hope, look, like you so send I, that look, billionaire the bill. Yeah, send his family the bill. Look, I have been on the submarine at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Finding Nemo, but it used to be something else. But anyway, it's Finding Nemo. And the submarine holds probably about 50 people, tiny little seats. You look out the little window and it's about a 15 minute ride underwater, you know, and it is so claustrophobic. It's so claustrophobic. By the time that little ride is over, I am so happy to climb out of there. And just to think their little trip was going to be, I don't know, five, six hours something like that and now we're days they are days into this and yeah, they didn't have food. they didn't have food food and water for that oh. i mean would you even be have an appetite no not at all especially with that little with that little toilet there and no no exhaust <laughs> oh my god i saw some i saw some meme you know the internet the internet is a savage right so they yep. showed a picture of the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean and then the ghosts dancing on the Titanic and getting distracted by this <laughs> submarine. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh because there's lies, but <laughs> their internet holds right, no. Right, it is brutal. You know, you know how there's those stories about those whales attacking people and stuff? Oh, orcas, yes. There's orcas attacking people. I saw one, it, it was like, it was like a, a reporter was interviewing a whale about this, this lost submarine. And the whale, and the, little, the little words about the whale was, I'm not saying we know what happened to the submarine. <laughs> Man, why are people so evil? Oh my God. <laughs> Fucking internet, man. You know, I, in life, I like to think, I, you and I have a really good sense of humor. We can make each other laugh. We can make other people laugh. There are times where if I get into any social media post and I go to the comments, I will be in a tailspin of laughing my fucking ass off because how people, the one statements that they make or they add some value to what video was posted. I just think to myself, there are some funny motherfuckers out there. And it is, it is instantaneous. Instant, like not even, I mean, we haven't even found, we haven't even, we don't even know what's happened to this people, but they have already started the brigade. And you know what? So his, his son was seen at a Blink-182 concert. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the one that Kourtney Kardashian told her husband, Travis, that she was engaged, that she was pregnant? I wonder if he was at that concert. Yes. So the billionaire's son is there. And somebody called him out online and he responded. He called them like, it was Cardi B. Like, I think it was Cardi B or something that says something. 
about you know why are you at this concert party? Your father, you know, under the under the sea or something. Under and the he sea. Told, <laughs> right. He he responded. He responded like yeah, this is cool. You know, you shouldn't be saying anything. Mind your business. You know, you know, people grieve. You know, or are stressed any way they want to be. And you know, I'm thinking about my father and everybody else. But then, because the internet is brutal, the very it was it was on Twitter. The very next tweet was somebody that screenshot his his next his next few tweets were all just him commenting on different women's only fans oh my god he's a billionaire now if his dad has passed away he now will if his dad did a will and left everything right i mean holy right i mean (laughs) cardi b it it has no chill It, it it just has no chill it has no chill so I, I don't know what's going to happen with them, but it, you know, it, it reminds other people have said, and I agree, it reminds me of those people who decide they want to climb up Mount Everest, oh, right? Yeah. And yeah. they go up Mount Everest and they say, you know, I, I don't know the all the different paths or tri- or trails, but they have all these names, but there's one, it's just, it's just like a graveyard. People that have died going up or down Mount Everest, they hire these Sherpas and stuff and it doesn't matter. The Sherpas go up and down those mountains like it's no big deal. And these people, you know, they they just think they can go up to the highest peak on the planet. And it's just, a, it's a graveyard up there. And it's like, you know, I get it. I get the thrill and I get it. But some things, you know, maybe not that, but I, I understand it. And there was no way I would ever get in a, in a, in a homemade, a homemade <laughs> submarine to go see the Titanic. <laughs> when I could watch Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio on TV. <laughs> right? Like, 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 what are you doing? You don't have to go to the bottom of the ocean. Look, because that, that guy that did those Avatar movies, James, whatever that guy's name is, there's a whole special on TV where they have machines go down and, and look at that stupid ship. Like, what James are you doing? <laughs> James Cameron. Yeah, like, what are you, why do you need to go see it out of a tiny little porthole and somewhat look, look, I, it's a homemade submarine. Just because you have a billion dollars don't mean you know how to make a submarine, you big dummy. <laughs> it's very similar to those yahoos that want to go to space. Right, right. They be just building rockets in their backyard and they go, hey, get on board. No, you go. You go first. <laughs> come, come take a ride with me. <laughs> look, I am old enough to remember seeing U.S. NASA rockets explode. Yes. Right? And, and, and the rockets in those spaceships and the space shuttle Challenger and even some like in the 70s, like those other ones. And it's like you have, you know, the, the country's greatest scientists and engineers and all those people trying to get those rockets and up to the moon and in orbit and stuff. Those things were blowing up. So just because you have a billion dollars, you think you can do it? Like, it's just you. Like, you figured it all out? <laughs> That's because narcissism, I would assume. Now, I'm not yes. a psychologist. I would assume that narcissism runs very high at a billionaire level. I, I, I would think that I you think would have right. to have some level of that. Now, let's take Jeff Bezos' wife out of it. She gives a lot to charity. Yeah. Okay, so let's just say narcissism the the ability to think that you can you're better than the experts i i think that i think that's it too that yeah. that that in 
in in this timeline we live in that just particularly a billionaire but that kind of wealth makes a person not everybody we always got to qualify that not everybody but it makes a person believe that they're also super intelligent yes right because somehow they've been able to acquire a billion dollars you know billions of dollars but that's not that's not what that means and, and just because you have some intelligence in one thing don't mean you have intelligence in another thing and yeah and but that's also like you said ego hubris to think that like i i have something to tell i like i'm a really good writer i'm yeah. a really good writer but if you ask me to change it to fix an engine or to put something together from ikea it's a whole different story yeah or just change your sink out they <laughs> doing all that like i am not i, I value the skill that can do those things. I am okay with paying for it. I am okay. If am most okay people, people were, right? If if most people were like that and recognized their strengths and didn't allow their ego to play a role, right? So if you if you give the space for your ego to do that, then you never really learn something because you're always better than everybody else. So there's right. not an opportunity for you to humble yourself and be vulnerable. That's that's the right. That guy could have just said, that guy could have just said, you know what, let's get the government involved so that we make sure that this is safe for all of us, including myself, because I don't want to die either. Let's make yes. sure it's safe. Can we take it this far? Do I have to spend more money? Like to, to automatically think that you're better than any engineer, anybody that's built a submarine before, any better than government, that that's a problem. And unfortunately, your ego and your narcissism has caused the possibility of five deaths. That's amazing. Huh? I mean, it, it is. Right. It, it, it's, it's okay to say, like we learned this in, 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 in corporate America, and it's okay to say, I don't know. It's okay. It, like you don't have to know everything you, and you can't do everything. And it's okay to um, have a skill where it's you can find skilled people that can do things, but it's also okay to know, you know what? I'm not building a ship to go look at the Titanic. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'd like, rather take that $250,000 and build a couple of homes for homeless people. Right. If I got 250,000 to blow, I'm not giving it to some billionaire to go to, you know, put me in a, in a, in a bathtub, you know, covered in aluminum foil and a, with a porthole and sink to the bottom of the ocean. Like what, man, that is, look, except for maybe that 19 year old, because we know scientifically that our brains are not fully developed by 19. So we don't always make the best decisions. Like I get that, but everybody else with grownups, they are dumb. They know better. It, like the invincibility por portion of it. When you're that young, you, you're, you're the person that doesn't, that says that won't happen to me. Right. Right. That's, yeah. that's exactly it. Do, do you so, think, yeah. you know, I was thinking about, um, I saw Hunter Biden in the news, you know, and how people, yes. always, they find the negative part, like he pled guilty to tax evasion. Um, he didn't pay taxes and, and I think mm -hmm. gun charges. So he goes to court. I don't know. Sometimes may, at the end of July, he'll appear in federal court. So, you know, the media and the mega and the Republicans turn this into something much bigger than it actually is. Right. They're so mad. Like they're so mad. So 
So he pled guilty to tax evasion over a two-year period. He has already paid those taxes back. Like that's happened some years ago. And he pled guilty to, I think it was one count of like having some drugs and a gun or something like that. Yeah. And there's no jail time. There's 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 nothing. It's just it's just a it's just a fine or something like that. And all the just think all the investigating and everything. There's just nothing there. And and the the prosecutor who worked it all out and you know who did all the research and was going to prosecute him. That guy was appointed by Donald Trump. Damn. Like it's a Donald Trump appointment appointee that worked all that out and. And reading through what other prosecutors and legal people have been saying, um, even that deal he got, they're saying he only got that. No, he only, that one charge, they said, in most cases, there would have been no charges in any of this. But the prosecutors, they wanted to come away with something. And that something was plead to having a gun with some drugs. But because his record and all, it wouldn't have even been that. So there's nothing there. It's nothing there. And here's the other thing. Hunter Biden is not running for office. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just and, another form of distress. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. And unlike, say, Vanka, for example, who worked, she and her husband worked for the president, even though they couldn't pass a background check, secu- security clearance. And they were officially the advisors to the president, even though they couldn't pass background checks. So just think about that for a minute. But anyway, Hunter Biden has nothing to do with the Biden administration. He has no job. The government doesn't pay him. Nothing, like literally nothing. He's just a citizen. Now he's the president's son. And this guy has had a drug problem. This guy apparently has a big dong because his pictures are out there. And he dong. likes- Dong? Yes. <laughs> We're going to come back to that. Okay, go ahead. Yes. And he likes, he likes, um, he likes to have group sex with, with a lot of women. And all that being said, he's not running, nor has he ever run or will he ever run for office? Nothing. Not even interested. Doesn't even care. It's like he's. Doesn't even care. And you know what? Let me say one more thing about him. I think it's admirable that no matter how much they attack him, and no matter how much they attack the president over him, that's the president's son. And though he's a grown man in his 40s or 50s or 50s or something like that, who's had a lot of drug problems, a lot of personal problems, the president has never turned his back on him. No. Right? He, and, and I think something really ugly about the Republicans nonstop going after him is, and I think why it never sticks where it turns Americans off is that no matter your political views, all Americans understand drug addiction. Yeah. Right. We all understand it. And none of us have to go very far in our personal lives to find a relative or friend who has a drug problem, who had a drug problem, who was lost to a drug problem. We, everybody gets that. And so I think them attacking the president on that, I think that's why it doesn't stick and it, it doesn't change anything because people know. They, they know it's just mean and it's politics, but they know why would the president 
you know, just as a father, turn his back on his son. And he doesn't. And I, you know what? I think, I think most people understand that to be a, a very parent thing to do. Yeah. I mean, he's a humble, I, I always feel Joe Biden is a humble guy, a civil servant does his, does what he needs to do. And, and even when he rescues dogs, like you, you and I've talked right? about how he does that. Like to me, that just says something about his character and, and to not turn your back on your child is another layer of sort of that I don't know if this is the right phrase to use, but that all-American person, the one that- It really is. Yeah. It really is, right? I mean, we are in the midst of a massive opioid addiction issue in this country. Terrible. Right? And it's not, it's everybody. It's all racist. It's all um, economic um, places. It's everywhere. So this, and- that's opioid. And we know cocaine has never gone away in this country. It's never gone away. And this guy has a drug problem. And I don't know if he has a drinking problem too, but everybody understands like what this stuff is. So I, it, it just seems partic- particularly lame that that's all they have. Like, that's it. We're going to just keep hammering this. And when they got a Trump appointed prosecutor to go after him, all they came back with is he didn't pay taxes for two years, so we got him to pay taxes, and he had some drug, because he had drug a drug conviction or something, he shouldn't have had a gun, but it was a registered legal gun, and so we got him on that, he pled, and now everybody go about their business. That's it. Yeah, they, they, the Republican likes to make a big make a big deal out of it. You, um, you know, in other news, as we know on this podcast, I've talked about my veganism, something that's yeah. super cool that came out, I think it was, it, maybe it was last week, but they, there has been two companies in California. One is in Alameda. Um, I think it's called Good Meats, Good Meats, or um, it's in Alameda, but aside or Upside Foods, I can't remember the exact company, but there are two companies that finally the U.S. regulators approved um, the sale of chicken made from animal cells. So they're lab grown meats. So they take the cells of animals and use those to replicate meat so that it re- it reduces the harm and the slaughter of animals. Really? That, yeah, that's the agricultural pretty, that's department. That's pretty genius. Yeah, it's, I mean, they had been racing. So the the upside, it's upside foods and good meat. If it's coming to me now, they, they have right. been racing like to, to be the first in the U S to sell meat that doesn't come from slaughtered animals. So have you, you tried, or have is like, have you tried it? I have not tried it. Um, but it's from, from my understanding, because it's not in the restaurants yet. I think they want to do they're, they're going to offer it to restaurants and hopefully eventually in, into supermarkets, but it literally is supposed to because it takes the cells of the animals and then reproduces them almost like um what 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 was that cell when you do um cloning like oh yeah 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 it's almost a similar late i mean they're not cloning another living being they're just taking the cells and making the chicken from it and growing chicken so they're using like it's crazy that they're making That's it to crazy. look like meat i mean actual meat that you would not know the difference of it and i think i think good meat might already sell again this just came out i think last wednesday so i don't know all all the details but i think they already sell cultivated meat in singapore 
So it takes like the chicken cells and turns it into nuggets, shredded meat and cutlets. I think that that eventually that will be like the thing to do, right? It has to, if we're, if we're going to sustain the planet, like aside from just the cruelty, but just the sustainment of what it takes to feed animals, the land, um, all of that. If we don't make a, if we don't start making choices like this and doing things like this, then we, we, I mean, we, our planet is set up for failure. I think, I think that that's, that's probably the way it's going. Hey, speaking of meat and stuff, well, it's not meat, but I saw, I was sitting on my porch drinking coffee this morning and a guy walks by with his dog and I, and I go, Hey, that's a pretty good looking dog you got there. And so we strike up a conversation and the dog was, or is a greyhound. And, you know, you just, or I don't, you just don't see greyhounds too often. No, so I don't. said, well, right. So I go, um, um, he goes, yeah, you know, it's a nice dog and everything. And I go, I asked him about the dog. How's the dog's temperament? Cause he was going to the park and there's squirrels. Doesn't want to just chase the squirrels. And he goes, no, you know, this dog is really mellow. He lays around at home. He, he doesn't have like the, the jittery, always want to run. He goes, but I had another one that would, if he, anything little, he saw a little dog, of course, a squirrel, anything, he was ready to go. And I go, oh, so you, I asked him, I said, you get greyhounds. He, he goes, yeah, I go, where do you get a greyhound? And he said, you know, because I told him when I was, when I grew up in the Bay Area, I used to, there used to be a channel that would show greyhound r- racing um, when it was VHS channels or something. And he said, yeah, he goes, the, the race, the greyhound race people, you know, they breed them for racing. Yeah. And he said, like, his dog has papers going back like hundreds of years. And I was, he said, they're like horses. I, don't know. I said, I had no idea about that. And he, and I said, so you get them from the racetracks or the people. He goes, yeah, because what happens is he's like, like this dog is um, three years old. He says, so by about two years, sometimes three, they're done. Like their whole racing life is over Yeah. at that point. So they put them up for adoption. And if they don't get adopted, they euthanize them. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. I go, so they breed them to race for two years and that's it. Yeah. And he said, yeah. And I was like, that, it seems awful. Yeah. He said, he goes, yeah, it's really awful. He says, so me and my partner, we, this is what we do. We just, I said, so this is a rescue. He goes, yes, we don't, they don't call it that in that industry, but it is. We, specifically rescue rounds. I go, how long do they last? He goes, it, you know, they're big dogs. So they'll last, you know, they'll live eight, 10 years or something like that. And then he said, they're great pets. I was, I was, a, you probably noticed, but I was amazed. I had no idea. No idea. Well, you know, you think about, Yes, the Greyhound racing dog horses, same thing, you know, the Kentucky Derby is another thing, you know, I don't, I I don't participate in, but even thinking about animal testing. So there, if you're familiar with like the beagles, so beagles have those big floppy ears, they are, their temperament, they're really docile, they are used the most in testing facilities and laboratories because of their behavior of of their demeanor so those types of dogs are used because they're nice that is that is amazing that is it's (sighs) like it's really fucked right so they will not get they won't resist you know procedures they won't become 
agitated and stressful situations. So anything mm. that's tested on animals, uh, there's a plethora of animals that are used, but beagles specifically, there are rescues across the country that will go in and try to rescue these beagles and then put them up for adoption. So there are still some kind people that will do and make their lives work um, of, of rescuing dogs. So that's commendable of your neighbor, but yeah, two years old, that's old that, you know, in a dog world, that is when, you know, one to two years, the dog has growth and it's who they are. Like that's their youngest at two years old. That's who the dog is. That's their temperament. That's their adolescent stage. So once they get to adolescent stage, they're not useful anymore. I just, you know, like, I, I, I don't have a pet and, um, I don't have a dog or a cat. And I was talking when I, when I was talking to that guy and then you just brought it up because it made me automatically think about what just happened at the Kentucky Derby. And that in case anyone doesn't know, the last like the, uh, those last few big horse races, like it's three of them, the Pre- Kentucky Derby, the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes. I think those three they represent in the United States. Anyway, they represent the triple crown of horse racing. And this year, particularly before the Kentucky Derby there were like six or eight horses that had to be, I'm using their language that got sick or injured and had to be euthanized. Yeah. 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 And there's like a big investigation because nobody believes that (laughs) meaning, meaning there were some dirty dealings going on with different teams because they have these ownership groups purposely harming the other horses. And whether it's by drugs or physical or something like that, the governing body recognizes that something was wrong. And the governing body is part of the problem as well. I mean, it is because, yeah, it's a mess. And so that guy was telling me about those, about the dogs. I was thinking the same thing, that those industries are awful. awful. They're awful. Like the industry, it, it just, it makes no sense. But if it's- you talk to them, the people in the industry they would tell you how much they love those animals. Yep. But they, but that, that cannot be, that cannot be true. Because it's the exploitation of animals. So even think about children when you, when you see state fair, they have those events and they're putting uh, pigs up for auction. Most of the time, those pigs are taken as piglets and raised by the family. And then sold. There was, you know, crazy. Let me tell you this crazy story. In New in New Jersey, if my state, it's one of the news. It's New Jersey, um, not New York. Maybe New York, but I'll say New Jersey. There was a pig up for sale at one of the state fairs, and a rescue sanctuary bought it. There is a law, and they were going to take it to their farm. I forget what they you know, they had a name for it. They're going to take it to the sanctuary, this big sanctuary, let it live out its life, free roaming. But the law in New Jersey, that if you go to the state fair and you bid on one of those animals, by law, it has to be slaughtered and used for food. By law. So they couldn't even take it. They had to tell how they were going to use the meat or what they were going to do with the meat of that animal. They couldn't even take it to the sanctuary to live out its life. They bought it and the law would not let them take it. They had to have it slaughtered. That's awful. I mean, think about, I I know the crazy when you think about 
just the exploitation of animals. Because most people in general, you know, you and I've had this conversation. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it because it it could turn people off. But in most of the time, most people don't really know what happens. You know, you you think about the term grass fed uh, beef. Well, you can't grass feed beef. You can only grass feed a cow. Right. So like those words of marketing, meaning that we are so trying to distance consumers for what actually happens. So instead of saying a grass fed cow, they say grass fed beef, which, again, you can't right. feed grass because it's, already, it's not a right. they can't eat. Um, but most people are just they don't want to know what happens. And I think the awareness piece on some level should be taught, shared something so that people have a choice to make rather than being far so far removed from it. And, and we're not even talking just what happens to animals. We're talking about the people that have to work in those places as, as well. So like, I'm not, I, I don't wanna just talk about the animals and the oppression of, of the animals. You also have to talk about the people that have to do the slaughtering. Now, you've got right. some fuck nuts out there that do some torturous thing to animals. They, they thrive on being in that environment, but the people, immigrants are usually the ones that are working in those factories because they right. can't get any other work. So I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. I just think that it's really important that maybe if somebody watched a video of how or where their bacon came from and how it was, how it got to their plate, it might make them say, hey, maybe I'll eliminate it for one meal a day, or maybe on Mondays, I won't eat meat, like something. But the ignorance sometimes really gets me. I, I think I get most, I think, sir, through this journey of being a vegan, I think the most upset or sad I get is when someone says, I don't want to know. Right, right. It's just, you know, it's funny because, not funny, but um, I remember in school um, being forced to read and learn about um, too much of the Roman Empire, like fuck the Roman Empire. I'm, I, I got so sick of that, but that's a whole nother rant. But anyway, one of the things they used to do was they would bring animals, um, predator animals from around the world, mostly from um, Africa, different places in Africa, and they would bring them to the Roman Colosseums and, and they would um, hunt them right there in the, in the, the gladiators, hunt them, and, or they would use the animals to attack the Christians. And these are animals. And so that's taught as if, that's taught in a way, at least I was taught it, in a way that though that society was very advanced and all these other you know, wonderful things, think, you know, coming up with democracy and all that, you know, big thinkers and all this kind of crap was that there still was a bar they were barbaric in other ways and that's taught as if we have great distance from that and we don't we don't right we don't at all um but yeah so yeah that, anyway it was a beautiful dog that that greyhound greyhound was a beautiful dog so what are you watching on tv these days um you know i am just cannot get okay so couple ones black mirror we last week we talked about how black mirror has started and yes. i watched the first three episodes and i will tell you the first three had me fucking thinking afterwards like i'm still I thinking know, about right i'm still thinking about the episode called beyond the sea now we don't want to ruin it for anybody but those 
whoever is behind the madness behind those shows, I commend you. I don't know if I'd want to be friends with you, but I will tell you that your mind is a beautiful, crazy, weird space. Um, and I am, I am not disappointed. It's, it's really good. I finished it and it's like you said, those first three are just like, there's a lot to take in and they're, they're, they're rewatchable. Like there's, I, I love, I love the fact, one thing I love about Black Mirror is that there's different stories, there's different directors, different writers. So you just get a different point of view and a pace and a style to every story. Um, but there is something consistent about them. And that's why it's called Black Mirror. It's like, there's something dark about each one. But yeah, I, I think this is season six and the seasons are very short. Like season one is two episodes and then four. And I think this one is what, six episodes, but it's oh, very good. Damn it. Is it? Okay. All right. Mm. Um, so, and, and the, and the show from, I mean, I, it is, you're a miss. If you are not watching from, and right now I think it's on Amazon prime. And then uh-huh. I get it on another platform. I can't confirm nor deny because I don't want anybody arrested. But um, <laughs> I get on another platform for season two. There's one more episode left. I am just enthralled, captivated. It is, it is so edge of your seat trying to figure shit out. And every every episode they throw something different at you. So I'm loving it. I am also enjoying platonic on Apple TV. Super good. So fucking funny, man. I mean, just Rose Byrne is funny. I I mean, she is, she is funny. I like her. She is so funny. So that, and then of course my, uh, real housewives of Atlanta and then the real housewives of, of Orange County started up. And then I promised myself I would not watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians because it's just, I'm so over them. But of course, I've watched a couple of their new of their episodes. Uh-huh. Of their next season is driving me. Every time I'm sitting there watching, I'm mad at myself. I'm like, why am I watching this? Why am I putting myself in this situation? How do I, I can't even relate to these people. Why am I watching it? But I get sucked into it. That's funny. Okay, I am watching. Now, I did finish the first season of From. Oh, yeah. And it's you're right. It's fantastic. Fantastic. It, it's so good. And you know what? Just like I did with um, The Walking Dead, I really, this is going to sound morbid, but I really look forward to cast members that I've gotten to know, seeing them get eaten by zombies. <laughs> like that's that's one of my kinks i love that like oh they introduce a new cast member i start thinking oh how many episodes is this person gonna last <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna last with their dong i mean we still have to come back to that um, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i have not i can't either confirm or deny whether that guy has a massive dong, but I've seen comments about it where they're making fun of Republicans about how they're so invested in his naked pictures. (laughs) Damn. What else are you watching? Okay, I am watching um, on Netflix this show called Black Summer. It's two seasons and I... I think the first season is like 
from 2018 or 17 or something. And I watched the first season. I watched two episodes of season two. And I stopped watching in 2019, totally forgot about it. So I was going through my continue watching on Netflix and I was, I was scrolling forever and I came across that and thought, I totally forgot about it. And so it is, it's so good. So it, it is another zombie kind of deal and uh, zombie apocalypse. And the episodes are about 40 minutes and each episode. So say there's like five, four or five different groups of these Americans trying to get somewhere and you follow each of their stories at a different time. So they'll show you like 10 minutes of one group's story. And then, then they may show you 10 minutes of another group's story in which they, that group may encounter the first group. And then they'll go back and show you how it all came together. So it's very fast paced in that way. And it's another one where throughout the series, basically everybody turns into a zombie and gets killed. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. So I just finished that. So it was Black Summer on Netflix. So it's really good. Um, and then me and me and my daughter watched, and this is on Prime, Shiny Happy People. Oh, I don't know if I, I think we talked oh. about that. that's the that's the the Duger family, right? Yes, and it goes deeper than that. But it's what you all know, like the 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 Duger the Duger family, those nineteen kids or however many it was, and they were on the Learning Channel and how how they got big and even though they had all these sexual abuse things going on that they were covering up and all these networks knew like the learning channel knew or discovery whoever owned they all knew and they go it goes deep into well what because you know they were religious and it goes deep into their religion and, and the people that they were following and how those people were abusers and it's just a mess and it just goes it just goes deep. And it's, I think it's only three or four episodes or something, but it's really good. It's really good. And it, that family is just, it's a mess. So that's some prime I'm watching that. And then um, I started watching, when, where is it? Uh, it was, I lost it. I had written it down, but I totally forgot it. Oh, you, you took it. It was Black Mirror. So that was my other one that I'm watching. So Black Mirror. And then, like I was telling you about uh, me and my daughter, we watched, we, she wants to watch these 90 movies. So um, we just started with Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. And later tonight we're watching Mean Girls. Can you watch Breakfast Club? Yeah, so she watched that. She loves it. Like, But yes, I do want to see Breakfast Club again. Because you know what's funny about Breakfast Club? Oh, I know. We watched Ferris Bueller last night. Oh, got it. Okay. Bueller? Yes. Yeah. Yes, Ferris Bueller. And... Um, um, funny thing about Breakfast Club is I saw that in the movies and I've never seen it again. <laughs> you saw it in the theater, you mean? <laughs> I saw it in the theaters. I saw that in the theaters, whatever that came, I've never seen that movie again. And I really wow. like everybody, like I love the movie, but I've never seen it again. So I'm gonna watch that again. Um and so oh I know she wants to see uh, she hasn't seen legally blonde. Okay. Oh, those are good ones. And pretty in pink right? is another one. Any like John Hughes. Yes, from the you know eighties and nineties. Those are all good ones. Yes, they all have a vibe. But I, and one one that I, I think we're gonna watch. I remember this. Remember that movie? I think it was called um, Just One of the Boys. Oh yes, she was a a girl that 
that was considering that she so, sort of came into her own and then transformed yes. into this like pretty girl. Yeah. Yeah. She is something she couldn't do in high school because she was a girl. So she decided she was going to pretend she was a boy. And so yes. she cut her hair short and she was really pretty. But, you know, it's just one of those silly movies where nobody knows she's a girl and she's trying to hide it. And yeah, it's just silly. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, that's on our list. Anyway, we're going to do a whole 90s thing over the summer. Yeah, there's, I think, there's another one too that you, that is, is so old school. Can't Buy Me Love. It's with like Patrick Dempsey and I forget who the girl is in it. Um, but she was, she was like one of those 90s, 90s girls. I think maybe it was like, Amanda Peter, I don't know, but uh, Can't Buy Me Love, that's a good one. But oh, that's from 87. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's a good one. So, because um, he's like a nerd and, you know, pays her, like she needs somebody or he pays her to act as her boyfriend or something like that. But that was a really, I really enjoyed that one. Okay, I got to add that. I'm going to add that to my yeah. list. Okay, Can't that's buy me love. Um, So, I think I was listening to another podcast the other day and the lady said something that made me think, oh, we should say this on our podcast. And that is, and that is, we should thank the people who have given us reviews. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> right? Because those reviews matter. The people who um, who rate our podcast and leave reviews, they all matter. So I just want to say thank you. And that I very much appreciate you doing that because we're always begging for reviews and ratings. But I think we need to pause and recognize the people who've already done it. Yep. And we know who you are and you know who you are. But, you know, there's a couple really just taking the time to write something. And, and it's they're not the reviews are not, oh, they're good or this is a fun podcast. They're actually well thought out, um, articulated reviews. They, that they are. Times. Yeah. So. I appreciate that's a really good call out. And I, I think we forget because we always tell, tell people rate us and review us. But if you rate us negatively, we don't want your we don't want your business. Um. <laughs> We're still ourselves. Like. <laughs> we still don't want that. But we want to thank the people that haven't left shitty comments. Right. So, sir, I thank you for that. So I want to say that today this is my last podcast at this age. I, but when we do our next podcast. I will be one year older. 59. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, me and my daughter's watching this TV. Oh, I know. We started watching a new season of Alone. That's oh, the other thing we started yeah. watching. And there was a there's there was a lady on the on there. I think they're somewhere up in Saskatchewan, Canada or something. But there was a lady on there's a lady on this season and she she's talking to the camera as we're first getting introduced to her. And she was like, Well, I just want to show people that an old lady can do it just as well as you know anybody else young people and stuff like that and the little, the little words on the screen said she's 56 <laughs> <laughs> that's you your last of your 50s yes i was going to end our podcast wishing you the best of birthdays um tomorrow is your birthday that you start and kick off the the last of your 50s yes. year um and that I am just always so happy to have a friend that's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> and will oh always be. Oh, my God. 
Oh my God. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Anyway, it was a great show, sir. Great to talk to you. Get caught up. I love yeah. it. And we will talk next week. We'll we'll figure out what you did for your birthday and maybe talk a little bit more um wedding stuff. Yes, we will. <laughs> talk to you later. I see you flipping me off. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media. Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent.